Hello, welcome to the Benchwarmer Podcast. Episode 1. Uh, my name's Derek O'Hara. Uh, my brother, Kevin O'Hara, is working on arbitration today, so he's going to be busy. Um, this is a first go at things. I have no idea how smooth or unsmooth or rambly or, you know, how exactly I should make this thing. So I'm going to try a James Joyce-style stream of consciousness pod and see how that goes from here. Probably going to add lots of fun sound effects. Something right here. Ooh, maybe I should leave that blank. That'll be funnier. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. So today is... Ooh, I can move this back. Today is Sunday, October 18th. My computer thinks it's the 19th. But uh, it's baseball. It's football. It's basketball almost. It's one of the best times of the year if you're a sports fan. So um, let's get started. First up, baseball. Cubs take on the Mets. We have Noah Syndergaard against Jake Arrieta. Uh, Noah Syndergaard throws pure fire, pretty much uh, topping out at 99, 101 miles an hour a pitch, which is uh, ridiculous. He's like six to seven innings of Araldis Chapman. Um, there was an excellent piece on Fangraphs about how for a brief one inning, one and a half innings during game five, I believe, uh, he basically was Araldis Chapman. No one else besides Chapman can... Uh, get their fastball that high and in the strike zone. And it uh, doesn't really matter where within the strike zone, but uh, Syndergaard can locate. Um, I do think the uh, the Cubs are going to take this game. It's 5 o'clock now. It might have starting in five minutes, so this prediction is still legitimate. Um, Daniel Murphy has been absurd, though. Uh, he's uh, He reminds me a lot of... Uh, Kind of a stronger Marco Scudero in terms of his swing. He uh, he can hit for contact. He can play the moment. And uh, I'm a absolutely unapologetic Giants fan and a huge homer on that front. So anyone who reminds me of some of my favorite players, uh, I'm going to like them more. So I think Daniel Murphy still is going to do great things. Kyle Schwarber is insanely hot, but uh, he kind of reminds me of Jock Peterson in that they look like bullies from 80s movies. And uh, that's about it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Schwarber also sells out. He's left-handed. He's an absolute fly ball hitter. Uh, he's putting every ounce of his effort into swinging as fucking hard as he possibly can. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's that Buck's going to stop at some point. I don't see Schwarber keeping his contact up throughout the series. I don't see him keeping his contact up with the heat of Syndergaard, so I expect him to come down, but uh, in the end, I just I think Arietta's got the edge on Syndergaard. Um, the Cubs, even though they're pretty damn strikeout prone, I think they're going to be going into tonight uh, taking a few more pitches from Syndergaard, trying to work the count a little bit deeper, and uh, if a guy's throwing that hard, you're going to try to tire him out as much as you possibly can. So I have the Cubs tonight uh, evening up the series, I think they're going to win 4-2, maybe 5-2. I think the Mets the Mets can get to Arietta for one inning, maybe. Probably like a, a two-out single or something like that. But uh, Arietta's really good at managing the moment. And uh, that's what I think is going to go down tonight. Um, in my head, in my head uh, baseball playoffs are the only thing that really matter right now. We're only in week five or six of football. We're in preseason basketball. 
Um, but uh, that's it for baseball tonight. That's all we get tonight. So uh, Cubs win tonight. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm rooting for the Mets, actually. Uh, mostly out of uh, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Uh, my friend Cheney is a uh, diehard Cubs fan, and I try to root against him anytime I get the chance. So as much as I think the Cubs are going to win tonight, I will be equally happy if they lose. So uh, that's it for baseball. And uh, on to preseason basketball, where the bench warmers are really coming out to play. At this point in time, I think it would be a good idea to uh, explain my fandom. Uh, just, I just got finished talking about baseball, and I uh, said how I'm a Giants fan. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles. I grew up in Fresno, which is... Uh, Always up there with Stockton and a, a couple places in the Midwest on the worst cities in America. Uh, I grew up in a suburb of the worst city in America uh, by certain ratings. Um, so that was Clovis, California. I grew up there. Uh, I went to school at Berkeley, and I've lived in the Bay Area for the past uh, six years. So I grew up a big basketball fan, a big football fan, and uh, I moved on to baseball later in life. So I, as soon as I started watching baseball, the Giants were my local team. So I root for uh, the Giants, uh, the Lakers, and uh, the 49ers. L.A. doesn't have a football team since they're essentially uh, a city used to blackmail other cities into building stadiums. Um, college football, college everything, I root for uh, Cal, Go Bears, and uh, that's about it. Although I have favorite players and other teams I really love watching, and uh, I'll be sure to explain that when that pops up. But uh, those are my uh, original baselines of teams. So uh, back on to basketball. The, uh, the only preseason basketball game I paid any attention to was the Lakers versus the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors didn't play the full roster, but those are two teams I've been following closely for years now. Um, full disclosure, uh, it's against most sports fandom, but I root for the Warriors. I, I love the Warriors. They are really fun to watch. Uh, they're flashy. They're arrogant. They're everything the Lakers were when I was a kid. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a pure bandwagon or Fairweather fan because I keep up my fandom of the Lakers. I love reading Silver Screen and Roll and other fan sites. Uh, SBNation.com has had some of the best content for uh, local local team sort of followings. And so I keep up with both the Lakers and the Warriors. Uh, and they squared off on a slippery court. Um, I think it was somewhere in Nevada. There was a court built on top of an ice rink, and the ice rink was oozing up into the floorboards all game long, and they finally had to call the preseason game off, give everyone their money back in the third quarter, because, uh, the players kept slipping. So, uh, whichever arena that was probably has, uh, some more events staff that they need to figure out. Um... But in this game, we have uh, Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson and uh, Courtney Upshaw and all these uh, newfound, new new names, new faces in the Lakers. And they're taking on the Warriors, kind of trying to prove themselves. And they did a pretty damn good job of it. Um, Julius Randle's the one of the Lakers that looks like he's really taking a step forward. He's 20 years old. He's out of Kentucky. Uh, he's strong. He's fast. There are a couple plays where he made Draymond Green look a little foolish. Uh, I expect Draymond Green would still play better than that. It's the preseason, but uh, 
It says more about Randall than it does about Draymond. Uh, Draymond Green's a fantastic defensive player, but Randall's kind of the perfect size, perfect length, and perfect strength to really give him problems. He's kind of the exact same size, just a more athletic version of Draymond Green. So uh, as long as the effort's there, and that's uh, that's something funny in sports where you say if the effort's there, they could be such and such, but uh, the effort's a part of their athleticism. Uh, Draymond Green would be nothing if he didn't try harder than everybody on every damn play. So I think uh, if Julius Randle <laughs> has the effort, it's kind of hard to say uh, if uh, an athlete develops the effort, because I don't think that really happens that often. We love to talk about it happening, but it doesn't really. So uh, if Randall shows the same effort he has in the preseason over a consistent, long basis of the regular season, he's going to have a great year. Um, the weird thing about the preseason is, uh, at least I've noticed online, everyone's trying to be positive about everybody. And it's not, uh, it doesn't make you an asshole if you say something bad about a player, but D'Angelo Russell doesn't look good to me. Um, I love the Lakers. I like D'Angelo Russell, but I, every inch of, uh, floor I see him cover, it takes him a little bit longer than the other guy would. Um, I think he has one NBA skill at, that's already an elite level skill, and that's passing, but people forget that you can't just pass your way up the court. You have to dribble, you have to move, you have to position yourself, you have to shoot when you can, you have to shoot quickly, and uh, he can make an open jumper, and he can dribble if there's no one near him, but uh, Russell doesn't look good to me. I think he can he can pass, which I think maybe he can be a... Uh, a, uh, a, a like a bench, a bench point guard of some sort, but... At his, at his age, I'd expect him to be as athletic as he's going to be. He's 19. I mean, maybe he can get a little more explosive. He can get a little bit stronger. But he looks a step slow to me, and uh, I'm a little bit worried about him. But uh, the funny thing that will happen in pretty much every sport is maybe your, your high-hype guy disappoints you, but you'll have a secondary guy excite you. And that's uh, this Huertes guy. Uh, the Lakers signed him over from Spain. Weirdly enough, he doesn't look athletic just like Russell doesn't look athletic, but he gets to his spots on the floor. He's getting there ahead of his guy. He's passing just as well as Russell can, but he has the confidence of a more experienced player behind him, and uh, I think we'll see how that goes. But he looks like he can be a contributor right away, and uh, I think it'll be an interesting thing with Byron Scott trying to figure out who to give minutes to based on... Uh, youth, experience, potential, and uh, whether or not you have to balance that out with a better player. I think uh, he helped the Lakers tank last year, but they don't. I don't think they have a pick this year unless they finish in the top three, which means the bottom three. Uh, if you're the worst three teams, the Lakers will potentially keep their pick, but I don't think they're going to. So I think Huertas might end up getting a lot more minutes than we think, and I think D'Angelo Russell might get uh, some might need to temper some expectations along the way. Um, I think uh, I think that's it for basketball right now. Um, the Warriors looked great. Uh, the starters, the bench guys, were trying to work on some stuff. So on that front, Steph Curry looked good. What else is new? And uh, I think the Cubs game is going to start soon. So uh, that's it for basketball. But I'm going to pick a uh, bench warmer of the week. That's what I decided to call it right now. I think that's going to be something that'll be fun to do. 
Uh, if I'm doing this with my brother Kevin, we're each going to choose somebody who's a non-starter on a team who we think is going to impact the game either that day or the next day. So I'm going to choose one for the Cubs-Mets, um, and I'll choose that right now. So Cubs-Mets, my bench warm of the week. I'm going with Justin Grimm. I think he is the, uh, the guy who's going to make or break the game tonight. Uh, if you're not familiar, he's the seventh or eighth inning guy for the Cubs. As much as Arietta goes really, really deep into games, I think uh, I think the Mets, even if they aren't scoring runs, are going to make things harder on Arietta tonight. And I think the Cubs, with a lead, are going to turn to Grimm in the seventh or eighth innings because I don't think uh, Hector Rodon, the closer on the Cubs, uh, I don't think he gets stretched out very well. I think he's a pure ninth inning guy. So I think I'm uh, looking at Justin Grimm and seeing if he's going to be able to get some important outs uh, in the seventh and eighth innings in a close game tonight. So that's my call. Um, that's it. That's my first episode. And uh, thank you for listening if anyone did. And uh, if you haven't, uh, check me out on Twitter. I just signed up for Twitter page. It's uh, the BW Pod on Twitter, and uh, if you have any questions, maybe we'll do some some question listener emails uh, in the future once we get one or two of those, maybe even five, uh, and that's uh, email us at thebenchwarmerspodcast at gmail.com, um, and you can always check our website at uh, thebenchwarmerspodcast.com. Uh, that was me, Derek O'Hara, and uh, that's the first podcast, so have a good night.